Prospects are being interviewed and draft prep is fully underway. Here are the Pelicans' three biggest needs and draft prospects that fit. It's the Friday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, final show of the week. We're going to talk some draft prospects and Pelicans needs in today's show. I've got three categories that I think... The Pelicans need to try and fill, and I've got prospects that fit into all of those buckets, and I'm curious your thoughts on these guys and who you want to see the Pelicans draft. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to you like this completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Draft prospects, trade targets, the big picture around the team. We do it all completely free, no hot takes, just subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer, because we're going to have a lot of draft profile breakdowns on everyone the Pelicans are going to be looking at. I also have some updates on who they're going to bring in for workouts. I tend to get that info, and I'll make sure I'm sharing that with y'all as well. So, let's get into it. Three categories that I think the Pelicans are kind of looking at, three needs. First and foremost, they need a, a scoring slash shot creator. They also need more athletic shooting wings and a versatile rim-protecting big man. Those are kind of broad, and some prospects are going to fit into multiple of those buckets, but we'll tackle them one by one by one here, and we'll do more deep dives on prospects a little bit later in the draft process, starting next week, but this kind of gives you a general idea of some of these guys and what they're capable of doing and where they kind of fit into all of this. So I'm leaving out a couple of the big names. We're obviously not talking Victor Wembanyama. There's no point. I don't really think we're going to need to talk about Scoot Henderson either. Brandon Miller might be one we do a profile on later, but I'm not going to talk about him today. I could see him actually slipping, potentially. There's been some word out there that the pre-draft process is not going horribly well for him. And then you also have the Thompson twins, Amen and Asur Thompson. I don't think they're going to be in the Pelicans range, but I love both of those guys tremendously. They both would kind of fit in the scoring shot creator and athletic shooting wings too. But let's look at kind of scoring shot creators. These are more guards than anyone else. And I do think there's a number of players that really fit into that. First and foremost, the one that jumps out to me is Anthony Black, freshman out of Arkansas. Great size at six foot seven, with a lot of athleticism to him. Guy that can pass the ball, not an elite score, but if he's going to kind of create for others, I think that's what you look at him. This guy looks more like a true point than some of the other guys that we're going to look at here, even though he's not. And he has great size. Plug and play. Put him in. Going to elevate others. He's not going to be the shooting you need, but can he make life easier for Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and CJ McCollum when those guys aren't handling the ball? I do think Anthony Black out of Arkansas is going to be very much capable of that. 
Next guy I want to look at is out of Michigan. And when we did the live show and the immediate reaction to the lottery, I mentioned his teammate, but not him. And this is a guy that I can tell you I'm going to get very high on as I do a little bit more draft prep. And that is Kobe Bufkin out of Michigan. I, I really like what I've seen of this guy. We'll do a whole show on him. And this is a guy that I'm starting to get really, really high on. Decent size, six foot four. He's young. He's not even going to be 20 years old by the time that he's drafted. He is fast. He's fast. And, you know, he really reminds me of a guy that we saw succeed in the playoffs and have a lot of success. And that's Tyrese Maxey. And I was really high, if you remember, a couple of years ago now, on Tyrese Maxey going into that draft prospect. I thought he was one of the better point guards, guards in that draft. And what a love the Pelicans got him. And the fact that he fell as much as he did kind of surprised me. And I see tons of shades of Tyrese Maxey and Cody Bufkin, a guy that can play on both sides of the ball, that is lightning fast, needs to work on his three-point shot a little bit more, but it projects to do fairly well at the NBA level, and he's a good free-throw shooter, which is what you're looking at when it comes to that sort of thing. He's a guy that's going to grow on me as we look at him, as I look at him, I should say, more and more and more. And he got better as the season went on. And I think that's sometimes one of the more important things you want to look at when it comes to some of these prospects. Get better as the season went goes on. Don't kind of revert, I think, a little bit. Another guy that I do like here, too, also out of Arkansas, and that is Nick Smith. They had a very good backcourt this year. Young going to be even younger than Kobe Bufkin is going to be good size. It's six foot five. It's kind of a combo guard. If you need someone that can come in and potentially score and be like a microwave score, I think this is a guy that could do it. The problem with him is he doesn't shoot particularly well. He shot from the field 37.6%. That's not great. 33.8% from three. I think he can become a good enough shooter, but he's not elite at any of it. But the other athletic pieces to his game really are there. If you need kind of your scoring six man off the bench, it could be him. Could be. Not not gonna say for sure that it is, but the tools are there for him to eventually be pretty good, I think. He also didn't play as much as you would have liked, didn't really do as well in some of those games as he could have. That's a little bit of a problem to me, but the Pelicans do often like taking kind of project guys, guys that have the tools they think could do well, and he kind of fits that bill, I think, though I think I like um, Black a little bit better than I do him. That might change later. Another two guys before we wrap up this segment here is Keontae George out of Baylor. I think he's got a lot of tools that you would like to see. Scoring is very good. Again, young as well. Looks like he can dish the ball just enough as well as give you the scoring that you need. And when you see a guy like that, I'm kind of paying attention. He has a very pretty free throw stroke and form. And I think that's going to translate well. I think he's going to be a very good shooter at the NBA level. What I also like is that he's aggressive and that he gets to the line and does draw free throws. Something that Pelicans should be doing more of to take advantage of when you get into the bonus with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. We know they need this type of player. We saw the offense kind of struggle and grind to a halt when some guys were on the bench and it was a little too predictable at times when certain guys were on the court and then some guys weren't on the court because they were out injured. You need a type of guy like that. And I think George can definitely do that. And then finally, the last guy I want to look at here is Jordan Hawkins out of UConn on these kind of scoring shot 
creators. He's more of the score. This is the guy that would be your sixth man off the bench. He's not going to pass the ball nearly as much, but his shot is good, and he's going to probably be one of the better three-point shooters in the draft. Do that at six foot five with pretty good size and very good speed. Able to draw free throws as well, play downhill. I think he fits in well. You have him kind of be your the focal point of your second unit to start his career. Kind of the way they use James Harden in Oklahoma City, I think could be a really good option for him. He's a guy that I'm going to be very high on, I think, throughout this draft process too. So those are some of the names that I think are shot creators and scores that they need. What do you think? Do you agree with any of those names? Do you disagree with those names? Now let's look at a different position coming up. Athletic shooting wings. This is this is interesting because the Pelicans love these type of guys. Love these type of guys. And it might give us some insight into the draft process. I'll tell you what I mean by athletic shooting wings coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I'm actually wearing a pair of Bird Dogs right now. I love these. They are just comfortable and they're versatile. I can go from... Working out or being out on at the uh, the golf driving range to meeting friends for drinks and still look sharp. I can go out and have a meeting about the podcast wearing these and no one gives it a second opinion. So the versatility along with the comfort is absolutely fantastic. And I love the lining in there. It just makes it easy. Throw them on. You're good to go. You can get them wet. They dry quickly. And if you want to give them a try, and you really should, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler. Pants shorts. They look good all the time. You can wear them year round, especially in the summer. They're light. The stretchy fabric is great when things are a little bit tight out there, right? And sweaty. You don't want that. The breathability there is fantastic. They move with you. Give Bird Dogs a try over at birddogs.com slash NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. Going to be deep in the draft coverage. We're going to be doing a community mock draft too. Stay tuned for that. That's coming soon. I'm excited for that. We do that a little bit closer to the actual draft date, so later next month. It's going to be a lot of fun. No one else comes to you like this. We're not here just to get clicks and things like that. I want to give you the real kind of insights. why I've been doing this for 10 plus years now. Hosting the show, this will be my seventh season next. It's been a long time. I know what I'm doing. And it's a lot of fun, and I do it because of y'all, and I love doing this. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, you don't need to give us money. Just become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. More draft profiles coming next week. Trade targets for the Pelicans, too. What they need to do this offseason. Everything you want to hear. And we'll also be back to doing live shows very, very soon as well. So I'm looking forward to it. And comment down below on YouTube. Who do you want to see the Pelicans draft at 14? Any of the names I mentioned? Did I leave someone out? And I might have. So let's get to a different draft profile. Athletic shooting wings. Tall shooting wings is what you could say there too. Think think Trey Murphy. Pelicans drafted him because they thought he could shoot really well. And then he has all of the tools to put everything together, even if it's a little bit raw. But at six foot nine, six foot ten, you like the size that he brings because that is a height's a skill. Height's a skill that you can't teach, that you can't improve upon for the most part. Guys that are tall have an advantage in the NBA. Tall guys is a good thing, especially when they have athleticism and they're not like centers where they can't defend on the perimeter. So athletic, tall, shooting wings. Herb Jones kind of fits into that profile, I think, too. Brandon Ingram fits into that profile. Najee Marshall does. They like these type of guys. And there's a couple of them in this draft that I like a lot. And so if you're looking for a position that feels safe 
if you were like betting on this, maybe at you know any of the the places that you could go and do all of that, that you easily could come in and say this is a safe pick for the Pelicans and put some money down on that, maybe over at FanDuel, and feel pretty good and pretty safe about everything. So, athletic shooting wings. Let's go into them. First one that I really like here is Taylor Hendricks out of UCF. Six foot nine as a freshman. Averaged 16 points and seven rebounds per game, and he looks to be a very good NBA three-point shooter. Again, form is good. Shooting above 75% from the free throw line. I think in his first couple of seasons, this is a guy that could shoot 37% from three. Just You see shades of Trey Murphy the third there. Shot 40% in college, 39.4% um, this season as a freshman. He's more of a power forward than a wing, but he can play on the wing. He's got good athleticism there too. This is a guy that I think won't be available at 14, but if he falls, this is someone the Pelicans really need to take a long, long look at because I think he's going to do very well in the NBA. Another guy that fits into this would be Grady Dick, freshman out of Kansas, six foot seven with a very good wingspan. And he might be the best shooter in this draft. 40% from three on almost six attempts per game in his lone college season. He's a guy that's going to be a near 40% shooter from three at the NBA level. It's not elite of a rebounder. But he does other things well. He defends really well out on the perimeter. You see active hands poking the ball loose. If he can help turn some defense into offense for the Pelicans in transition in the fast break, that is a wonderful thing that they desperately, desperately need. So he's capable, I think, of doing that. He's a low turnover, low usage guy too, and that's something we like to see with Trey Murphy, the explosion in points but not using the ball a ton more. That's the type of efficiency you need to put around guys like Zion Williamson and Brain Ingram and CJ McCollum and maybe some other players that could be coming into this team as well. So he is very much capable of fitting in there too. Also, maybe the best name in the draft. A couple of other guys to look at here. Um, I mentioned Jordan Hawkins in the last segment. I think he fits into this bucket too because he's a score right he's not a point guard he's not a pick and roll guy not going to orchestrate your offense I do think Jordan Hawkins from UConn even at six foot four would fit into this bucket too you also have Leonard Millard of the G League Ignite and I think he's going to fly up draft boards I think he's going to fly up draft boards I'm trying to find where his stats are right here the the numbers in the G League make your eyes kind of jump up they were good. He's also six foot ten with a seven two wingspan. He's young, and he does a lot of things well. He put up in the G League. Where did the numbers just go? I just lost them, um, and that's a shame. Twenty and a half points per game, twelve point three rebounds. Okay, okay, and he's a wing. This guy is definitely a wing, in my opinion. That's per thirty six minutes. Those weren't his per game averages. Those look good. 17 points, 10 rebounds per game averages. The problem is he's not a great three-point shooter. The problem is he's not a good three-point shooter at 34, 30.4%. Uh, Form looks good, but in any stop he's ever had, he just has not been a very good three-point shooter. And it's a little bit surprising. If they can work with him on that, though, that's the type of guy that I think could become an elite 
elite player out there on the court and really boost things for the Pelicans. He's going to, I believe his combine numbers were incredible. And that type of athleticism means he's going to fly up draft boards. Wouldn't be shocked if he's flying up the Pelicans draft board either. Then the final guy I want to look at here who I'm not as high on as I've seen some other people, and that is Chris Murray, uh, younger brother of or brother of Keegan Murray, who's on the Kings, who was actually very good last year. You know, put up good numbers, 20 points per game, eight rebounds. I don't think he's going to be an amazing three-point shooter. He's also going to be 23 next season, so he's on the older side. But at 14, if you can get a dude that's just a solid player and is going to do a good job, and you look at Keegan Murray, he was very good for the... I'm blanking. Sacramento Kings. There we go. I never think about the Kings. So it's tough to remember them. You know, when he does that, I think that can mean you just need to get solid players. You don't need to hit a home run with every pick. A guy like Murray going to be good, will contribute, doesn't have the ceiling of any of the other guys we've mentioned here, I don't think. But do you need that? I'm not sure that you do. It's better just to put good basketball players on the team, and there's something to be said for that, especially at 14. Top five, maybe not. 14, I think you can change your draft approach a little bit. So those are kind of the athletic shooting wings for the most part, or guys that could grow into being shooting wings. Pelicans like that profile. Tall, can launch some threes, do some other things. That works. But there's one final hole. Versatile rim protecting big. I don't know if you're going to fill this in the draft. I, there might be one guy. One guy. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with the Pelicans drafting that guy, given some of the history. I'll let you know who that is and why not. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here. Monday through Friday. Don't take a day off. You want your Pelicans fixed. You want to know who they're going to draft. You want the inside. We're going to give you all that. I'm going to get who their uh, workouts are. I'll share those with y'all, and it'll give us some insight into what the offseason plans are going to be. We have more guests coming up, too. It's going to be a real fun offseason, including the live shows again, where I can take your questions in the moment. The color here is terrible. There we go. So let's keep looking at draft profiles for the Pelicans, but positions they need to fill. That scoring shot creator, likely a guard, athletic shooting wings, they just like those guys. I don't know if there's a huge need there, but more of those guys in the NBA on your team, only a good thing. And if you're not a fan of Jonas Valanciunas, and I think he was one of the more consistent guys on the team, but I've also said I don't think he has much of a future here if they're not going to close games with him and use him in the way that he should be used. So bring someone new in. And you'd ideally like someone that can play out on the perimeter and just kind of fits what they do defensively more and also maybe gives you some rim protection too. That said, that position is not exactly an easy thing to fill. Every team wants someone that can defend on the perimeter, give you rebounds, and also block shots. That's like a premium position, and there's not a ton of guys there. And there's also not a ton of guys in this draft that do this. I don't think you're going to end up filling this need here. I think there is one guy. And, you know, from the little I'd seen of him during the the season. I, I didn't love him. And then I watched more of his film and tape the past couple of days. And that's Derek Lively, the second out of Duke. And he is growing on me big time, big time. I think he's going to be good. The problem is he's also very raw, very raw and did not live up to his recruiting status 
at Duke this past season and still has a way to go. And I was also very high on Jackson Hayes. Had all the tools, just doesn't work out. It's much more hit or miss when you bring in that raw of a big man prospect. I thought Jackson Hayes was the perfect big to pair with Zion Williamson, especially in that draft. I still mean that. The problem is it hasn't worked out. So do you go with a little bit of a safer pick than maybe a raw big man when New Orleans hasn't had the success they wanted with Jackson Hayes? You ready to potentially go through that again with Derek Lively II? I'm not sure that I am. I'm not sure that the Pelicans are. But you want a guy with good athleticism and good size, 7-1, yeah, and he can defend on the perimeter. The more I watched him, it was like, oh, he does that a lot. He also is great down low at blocking shots, 2.4 blocks per game. He's not an offensive threat. That could be a problem for New Orleans, but if you're going to close with Larry Nance Jr. and you bring in a guy like Derek Lively II to start games, start the second half, close with Larry Nance Jr., both of those halves, you just need this dude to rebound, block some shots, defend on the perimeter. I definitely think Derek Lively II absolutely, absolutely can do that. You know, he's decent passer too. The ball doesn't just get stuck with him. He's a good rebounder, not an elite rebounder, but he's an okay to good rebounder. I like what you see out of him. I just don't know if I want to take another project big. What do you think? Do you want them to take another project big after the Jackson Hayes experiment and how crucial everything feels going forward right now? Like, I'm going to probably take a pass on that, but I do like Derek Lively the second. I don't know if he'll be there at 14. If he is, I think the Pelicans will consider it. And certainly that means you're going to let Jackson Hayes walk then. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm sure they'll bring him in for a workout too, but he's a guy that has grown on me the past couple of days and I think will continue to grow. Uh, on me as well. And I think I'm going to end up really liking him. The problem is they just have like a high flame out rate, but he has all the tools to be very good in the modern NBA, I think. But I do think you're going to address the center position through a trade or free agency, as opposed to doing it through the draft. There's really no one else, the center position for where the Pelicans would be picking that I particularly like. And so that's why this segment kind of short, and you're going to fill this other ways than trying to do it through the draft. So, any names that I missed, any of those names that I said that you're really high on, in the Pelicans range, don't say Scoot Henderson, don't say trade up for Scoot Henderson, look at 14 and who might be available there, who do you like, who do you want to see draft profiles on, let me know in the comments down below and on Twitter, at Nola Jake, and become an everydayer because you don't want to miss out on any of these profiles. We'll bring in also our Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts, there's three of them, they're awesome, they're all at the Combine right now, all of them, on location for Locked On at the Combine, getting all of that insight, I talked to a few of them recently, it's going to be fun having them on the show, giving you their draft insight, they're probably the best around, go listen to Locked On NBA Big Board. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, thank you all so much for listening, as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all on Monday to start doing draft prospect profiles.